Hello and welcome to the E equals MC squared of running. I'm Maggie Cooper and this podcast is about running and a little bit of science. But mainly today I'm going to, well, I guess there's a bit of science in it, but mainly about running. Um, I'm sorry I missed last week for those of you who are listening regularly, um, but um, I was very, very busy with um, lots of things to do with um, school and school plays and stuff like that and uh, having to um, yeah, fit in more than I was expecting and so simply ran out of time. But not to worry, um, I hope that this episode will more than make up for that. Now, um, there's a couple of things I just thought it was worth uh, talking about today. Uh, the first is that uh, this weekend there was a, a very big race, which is the National Cross Country Championships, uh, which for, for, for change I didn't run in. I haven't, haven't been running any cross country this season. Um, I made a like, conscious decision uh, not to do that. Um, but it was still exciting to see uh, results coming in from uh, the, the English National Cross Country Championships, which were held quite close to where I live. Um, actually near to Chester um, and uh, it was in a kind of new location for the event um, Bowlsworth Castle uh, and I think that um, I'm kind of glad it didn't go in a way um, I mean I think I would have enjoyed it but um, the the thing with cross country that I really, really like is kind of the challenge of it. Um, sometimes it's muddy. I mean, I don't really like running in a lot of mud, but the hills, different terrains, that type of thing make it um, very exciting. And, um, you know, you have to think about where you are on, on the sort of um, racing line, as it were. Um, you have to think about, you know, how you're going to put in the effort for hills and that type of thing. Whereas this particular course was quite flat. I think there was a lot of zigzagging backwards and forwards. And I think that probably made it a little bit well I think I would have found it a bit boring because especially when you're not really running at your you know you know you're your, your fastest because obviously I'm not running anywhere near as fast as I used to be able to um, I think I would have found that quite difficult um, and mentally sort of draining to, to do that compared with say for example Parliament Hill which is kind of a much muddier course a much much hillier course I've I've run really really well there when it's certainly when it's been dry and it's really just been the challenge of the hills um, and I think that kind of adds to it so I guess I think I would have been a bit disappointed but it was still it was kind of fun watching it and now a couple of things I really noted about it um in particularly in the in the men's race um there were two um people who broke away from a kind of a group that was um you know, running uh pretty, pretty well uh in a, t- together for quite a bit of it and um the, the, those two athletes were James Kingston and uh, Jack Gray. Now, what was interesting was the complete difference in their running style. If you have a chance, you can have a look at it on um, YouTube. Um, you can look up Sakoni English National Cross Country, something like that, 2023. And you can see the, the races and you can see the complete difference in style between these two, two runners. Uh, when they were kind of in a bigger pack and I saw um, Jack Gray running, I thought, that guy looks like he's working so hard. Um, there's no way he's going to stay with that group. He's going to be like the one who falls off the back first. But he wasn't, and he and he stayed with it. He had this very a kind of a strange uh, stance, kind of leaning forward more than you kind of would expect, and um, very strange arm action. Compared with James Kingston, who... Um, I know he's quite a young guy, but he looks quite old because he's, he's not got he's not got so much hair. Um, uh, who, who who was kind of a lot more upright and a lot looked a lot more comfortable. And obviously, James Kingston did uh, come away with the victory. But um, you know, Jack Gray was you know he was in, in there. I think he just didn't have that speed in his legs, and you know, probably uh, was um, you know it's a, it's a long race. You know, it's, 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 it takes it out of you. So um, wasn't able to kind of keep up just in that last um, hundred meters or so. But, um, yeah, it made me think because 
uh, I have to uh, one of the thing uh, one of the other things I did th- this week which um, stopped me from uh, recording podcasts and other things was that I um I did the assessment of the GCSE PE for the school and um I was assessing the the running um and one of the sort of the criteria for assessing the running is a little bit awkward. It's it's kind of partly how they perform in a race, in a race um, situation, and you know whether you know like whether they have even even pace, you know how they respond to being challenged, you know you know whether they you know kind of set off crazy crazy fast and then slow down or you know this type of thing. But also their their running style is is um, is part of it. And you know in, in terms of the um, the, the running style for that race, Jack Gray would not have been marked very highly on my scoring system. Yet, he's obviously able to run fast. And, you know, you think if he maybe had a better running style, would he run faster? Or is is that his most efficient running style? So I think sometimes when we think about people running and we, and we kind of try and correct them, is that actually the right thing to do, or should we be just letting them run as as they do? Maybe that's their most efficient way of running with whatever bone structure or muscle strength or whatever they have. I just I just think it's an interesting um, interesting factor, and I, and I wondered, um, you know, I was wondering about that. Um, the other thing that um, that of note that you know, well, the thing that I I picked up was um, there was a really interesting race for the under thirteen girls. Um, the reason I was interested in it was because I noted that somebody from one of the old old clubs I used to like, kind of run with um, down in London. Um, once this girl won from that club, uh, Georgia March. Her name is, and she's from Barnet and District uh, Athletic Club, and um, she. Um, so I, so then I watched back after I knew that she'd won. I watched back the the video of it. It was three thousand meters, and for most of the race, she was lying in about fifth position. She was quite a bit back from these. The couple of leaders had broken away, and then I think there were three three of them, and and she was at the back of those those next three. Um, all the way and uh, all the way I thought well maybe they've made a mistake because literally while you know the camera didn't kind of cover the the whole race but it kind of covered up to about a couple of hundred meters before the end and then it showed the the very finish and certainly with a couple of hundred meters to at the end it was clearly a race between these two girls out who were out front and then when he saw her come in the finish like suddenly she'd got the um she got the lead um and i just think you know that was was an amazingly well timed effort on her part to come from um fifth i mean i just wonder what she was thinking whether she was thinking look i can take this race or whether she was um you know whether she um no, it was just running and just ran her best. You know, just thinking how, 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 what was that mindset? I think for most people, they would have been happy to settle maybe in fifth, but obviously she wasn't, and she just pushed all the way to the finish. And I just thought that was a really showed a um, yeah, a maturity anyway in, for an under thirteen girl. I thought it was it was really interesting. So um, so yeah, so that was that was the that was the weekend's uh, racing, which I uh, was interested in. The other thing that um, I was interested in was um, heart rate and heart rate monitors. I don't know uh, how many of you guys have um, used a heart rate monitor of some kind. Um, I, I've I've had sort of varying you know, thoughts about heart rate monitors, especially like if you go to the gym or something and you have one of those hand ones on the on the um, treadmill. They they always give like such different results. You know, you go on one and it say tell your heart rate like one hundred and sixty seven or something like that, and another one will say it's one hundred and fifty. Or you know, it will. You just think I don't really know what to believe. I guess that within 
your own heart rate monitor, you kind of know what your um, heart rate should be. So um, it might not be absolutely accurate, but you know how it is uh, and if it's fast or slower. And um, what I what I had noticed recently for, for myself was that um, the my heart rate in the morning was uh, very much lower than my heart rate at other times during the day. And I and, and of course I know that's that's normal. That um, you know your heart rate in the morning is typically um, you know maybe um, five or six beats per minute lower than um, your heart rate late, say later in the day, or you know it could even be up to t- ten beats per minute. But what I was found interesting was when I was actually running, even when I was running at, you know, what I would say the same intensity, um, my heart rate, you know, it it's really, you know, relatively speaking, low. It's, it's about 140 or something like that. You know, I've got these zones on mine and uh, the green zone, uh, you know, if normally if I'm running in the evening, my heart rate's kind of steady in the, in the green zone or towards the bottom of the green zone. But when I'm doing a morning run it's often in the zone below that I think it's a blue zone um to, I don't know zone two maybe you call it um and uh and it's very very difficult for me to get it into the higher higher zone but uh, uh, coupled with that though I think is that I'm not able to run as fast in the morning and I clearly think that those two things are connected um of course in the morning your legs are not kind of like oh so I always sort of think my legs aren't really awake in the morning I might be perfectly awake my head might be awake but my legs are not awake but I think even taking that into account I find it interesting that this heart rate thing um is um very significantly lower than um later in the day I mean like I'm, I'm probably talking like 140 compared with 150 160 so it's, it's a lot of different um between the the sort of running in the evening heart rate and the other thing I notice is if I run do a run in the evening often when I start my heart rate I kind of go crazy um, and then when I settle down it'll, it'll settle down to some, some reasonable um, you know uh, le- level uh, amount but in the morning it never does that it kind of just goes up uh, goes up to this kind of base level and, and just sort of um, stays there and I, I wonder whether my inability to run faster in the morning is related to the fact that I can't get my heart to be fast enough to pump enough blood, blood around the body to then make me go faster. Uh, or is it just that my legs aren't functioning as well and I'm not um, able to run uh, faster because, um, you know, my legs are um, uh, incapable or not awake or whatever. So I, I, I'm still not really sure what, what the answer is, but what I do know is that if I run in the morning, I'm um, not going to ever run as fast as later in the day. And obviously that, that has a significant impact if you are um, doing a, a race of some sort, you know, if you're doing a marathon or if you, even if you're doing a park run at nine o'clock in the morning. You know, if I do a park run at nine o'clock in the morning, am I going to be running significantly uh, slower than I would if I did the park run at, um, you know, three in the afternoon or something like that? I mean, so I think I previously reported on another study where they had looked at heart, heart rate and the optimum time um, to run and it was... 5 10 p.m or something like that so you know there obviously is is a difference but I'm wondering you know, does that really affect different athletes in, in different ways um yeah and that is a kind of an optimal time to like for for me for example to run um and get a better performance and also does it really matter you know if I run you know um, slower 10 seconds per kilometer slower because I'm running in the morning does that does that mean that the run isn't as as useful or or, 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 or I, I don't really know. I'm just trying to get my head around it because I'm doing a lot of running more in the morning than I am in the evening. So 
I'm thinking that, you know, I want to get the best I can out of my body. And if my heart rate sort of preventing me from running as well as I can, then uh, what is that? Um, I also think, and I said about the racing, I think there is a difference when when you race, though. I think that um, the whole anticipation of the race may increase my heart rate. I, I, I haven't particularly noticed that I run slower, like in a park run. I mean, park runs a park run, and I've always felt that I've like been able to run as quick as I can run. But now, but now I'm thinking, am, am I really? Uh, would I would I have been better if I'd run a different time of day? Should I do my park run on my own later? Um, yeah, I, I just thought that was an interesting. Um, yeah, interesting sort of anomaly that, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it's the same for everybody, but I'm, what I'm saying is, does it affect some people more than others? And does it matter? It might matter. It might matter if you're trying to do um, the London, win the London Marathon, I suppose, or something, but I guess it's a bit unlikely for me at the, at the moment. So, um, yeah, so that was kind of a little bit sciencey, um, and I maybe will see if I can find any other information about it, because um, I still think that's a, it's an interesting thing. If you're if your heart rate can't go higher for some reason, are, are you still, are you not able to run faster? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I just don't, I can't, I can't, I can't fathom it. Maybe, maybe I should have to try a few other things, like really try some sprints or something like that in the morning and see if I can get my heart rate like engaged to go higher. And then maybe then I'll be able to run faster. I'll have to think about it. I'm sure there, I'm sure there are tricks to trick your body into, um, um, running, running better. Um, in terms of running, um, I, as I haven't, I didn't um, uh, do a podcast last week, but I, I was, I was quite pleased because, in spite of this kind of strange thing with my knee that had been going on for a while, um, I still managed to get in the the um, my weekly mileage, which I, I wanted to do. It's like about twenty miles, thirty kilometers each each week, and I've done that really consistently consistently now for like past nine weeks so I'm really really happy about that um the the knee seems to be kind of mainly okay I'm just taking still a bit cautious about running really fast on it again because uh, that's what caused me problems but um yeah it's, it's it's quite good and I've done my run every day um for the every day this year so I feel really quite happy about that as well so yeah basically it's, things are going in the right direction and um yeah um I'm happy about that Anyway, that's all I've got for this week. I hope that you um, found that interesting and um, see what your heart rate is like um, in the morning and in the evening and whether that makes a difference to how fast you run. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.